Hello, Rob is back in the room. <laughs> in the womb? In the womb. I'm back. back in the womb. This sounds like some sort of dodgy uh, movie there, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Rob in the womb. Rob in the womb. Oh, it's a porno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob in the womb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, it sounds good though. Sounds so good. So you're back from your mental um, work schedule. Yep. Well, I'll it's still mental. Let everybody know what happened last week because it, I, I mean, got fisted basically. It, yeah, in the womb, big time, in the womb, all week, and then uh, kind of got fisted this week. I've been doing um, basically seven to about half eight at night, and then um, yesterday I, I finished seven to half eight at night so that's one and a half oh, hours yeah. work I've been working day. I've been working solid for one and a half hours a day <laughs> you're grafting <laughs> no, flat out for one and a half hours but I, I needed to get this is the reason why I couldn't do it because um, last week because I needed to basically get myself ahead because that needed to be done by yesterday yeah so I got it done basically because that's the type of guy I am I so said we had Hannah standing in yeah and, uh, good work Han we talked nonsense for a bit yeah good work so how are you doing? I'm all right. I'm fucking boiling. I mean, everyone's going to go, oh, talking about the weather. But Jesus Christ, in England at the moment, our summer's usually about 10 degrees and rainy. Do you know, do you know what I love about us? Is it rains all fucking year, right? I love rain, so I don't really moan about rain. Mm-hmm. Um, but everyone moans about rain, right? They go, oh, it's raining. We just want a bit of sun. And then as soon as it gets sunny, everyone goes, fuck this. It's too hot. Yeah. Stop it. I want it to rain again. Just fucking make your mind up, you <laughs> dickheads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like it like this. <clears throat> it's brilliant. I, I prefer the rain, I'll be honest. I don't moan about the rain. Because there was one job I was working at, right? This is when I had hatred for sun. <laughs> Honestly, I had started having hatred for sun. I was doing a job outside, and it was in April. It was actually probably about a day or two after my birthday, actually. Because oh, right. I remember thinking, what the fuck? Why is it this hot? And I, I was punching the wall. It was that hot. I was getting that frustrated. It was that hot. I was punching the wall. <laughs> I've n- I've am ne- not a person so to be you, aggressive so or anything. So you're like standing up a scaffold, pun- shouting at the sun yeah. and punching the yeah, wall. Yeah, it was just like a crazy caning pain. me. It was caning me. I was going, oh. and then that was my day of vendetta against the sun. Basically, ever since then, I've just hated the sun. Yeah, we're we're not. Ve- it's not that we're not very good, but people just have a tendency to moan. I I like it. I like it's warm, good. Keep it going. It's not raining, which is I like it dark and pissing down. <laughs> That's yeah. how I like it. Like your heart, yeah. dark, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and cold. <laughs> Yeah, man. You got any shout outs, Robert? Um, yeah, uh, I, well, actually, there's a few. Go on. Is it not the everybody? whole world? <laughs> <laughs> love, you know, just love will be going, what? several billion people. Love will um, be thinking, do, do you do not what's going on? Yeah, yeah, this is different. This is, oh my God, this is a different show. Not listening anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd like to say um, a big shout out to the whole world. <laughs> we'll do that one first. Um, uh, John Smith, I was supposed to do this a few weeks ago, but I forgot um, about his paranormal um, thing he's got going yeah, that yeah. we said we we're going to do. So. I reckon that would be a good laugh for us to do that because basically I think it's like a, more like a booze cruise, really. Booze a cruise with ghosts. Ra- yeah, so that that sounds fun. Um, maybe yeah. we could haunted, make up some... Haunted pubs. Maybe we can just go, oh, what's that noise? You know what I mean? <laughs> just look around and pretend, you know what I mean? But um, <laughs> yeah, so that will be good after about 18 pints of Guinness. Yeah. Um, and then um, uh, Mark Davis, because uh, he's interested in the podcast and um, yeah. he messaged me the other day and he was... Uh, he wants to get a podcast up and running and he just wants to know how to set it all up and all that. And, uh, so we'll, uh, we'll tell you some people that know how. That's yeah. not us. <laughs> yeah, we'll pass you on to uh, someone else. Some experts. Yeah, no, but, um, you know, it's interesting to know that, obviously, it, people want to make their own podcast, which is brilliant, you know what I mean? Of course, man. Everyone, everyone should just do it because you can say and do what you like, you know what I mean? You <laughs> yeah. can. You can. You could be... You could be an arsehole if you wanted to be, right? Every week for a laugh, you could be. You could just be having fun. You could just, you know, just go, 
talk. I don't know. You could talk about work. Yeah. You, you could, could just do. have a podcast talking about your job for the yeah. week. I know it'd be very boring, but you could. Somebody would listen. Yeah. You know, I, I could. I could spend this. the week talking about the job that I've just been on. We have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, you know, you can do anything. The world's your oyster when it comes to podcasts. Yeah. The world is your podcast. Yeah. So yeah. So everyone like that and the world. Yeah. Hello, everyone. Kathy Brody, uh, Peter Hopton, Cat Kloss. What a great surname, Kloss. Powerful. Angie Baker, Paul Stretton, Darren Williams, and Tyson down in ours. Tyson's a bit of a dude. Tyson, yeah, he's a he's a bit, he's he's a funny lad. As long as he's not like Tyson Fury, because he's a cock. No, he's not. We were, I was lying on a roof baking, and uh, I was having a couple of to and fro's over the old uh, messenger with him. And uh, shout out to Hughes on Instagram. He's a trucker in the UK. He's been battering our podcast up nice. and down. Don't concentrate too hard on our podcast because you may rear end. He's a lorry driver. Yeah, trucker. Yeah, trucker. You're not one of these ones which go around picking up people and killing them. Hopefully, if you do. Well, if you do, yeah, d- actually, video it. Well, no, yeah. no, don't do that. <laughs> just just tell us what you did and uh, send it in, and we can make a story on it. Yeah, if you've ever ran someone over <laughs> or killed them or like you know just tell well, us funny enough um i, 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 oh, I called you dark. yesterday you know? gonna go dark. um I call, if, if I this called involves you. anybody that's uh is listening but sorry yeah well it's, it's I, I, I called you didn't i yesterday um probably shouldn't have because i was on the motorway very excited but, uh, but um i was like i've just seen someone i've just seen someone in the road so so someone there's been some sort of crash um near devon way and what i could only could describe as someone just just a mangled mess in the middle of the motorway and oh like a couple God. of cars mashed <clears> up and I was thinking, Oh shit. Yeah man, put your seatbelts on. Yeah, definitely. Everyone put your seatbelts on. Don't don't be an idiot. And um, we've also got a um, a message from Michael Hand on Cox. Oh right. Alright lads, see where it is. I feel I have to confess a little thing for you. Cause, uh I was going to confess to the vicar, but he always wants to put a little something inside me or uh, get me to put something in him. And I'm not <laughs> down for that, you know what I mean, boys? So uh, I thought I'd confess to you. After all, you know, I, I know you guys won't tell anyone. It won't go anywhere, right? <laughs> Anyways, what happened was I was walking home from work the other day, like, and uh, I managed on a canal there, and I seen a small duck. And don't know what made me do it there, but I, uh, I slipped my pinky finger inside the duck. Uh, the duck wasn't so angry. More surprised, in fact. I was surprised. It felt quite warm and homely. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I thought I'd tell you boys, you know, to get it off my chest, clear the conscience and all that. After all, we've all been there, right? Right? <laughs> Just me, then. Anyway, boys, love your work. Keep up the good show. And uh, I'll talk to you later. Top blokes. <laughs> That's quality. Interesting. He's from Yorkshire. Oh, is he? Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. That's a... So, um, yeah, I mean, that everyone's fingered a, a duck. Oh, yeah, but that's why I go to the park every Sunday. That's why I go feeding the ducks. Yeah, no, no, I'd never say feeding <laughs> the ducks. I'm, I'm give them a piece, but um, <laughs> not a, a piece of bread. You know what I mean? I'm just going to go and give the d- ducks a piece. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every week. Slip them a crippler. Yeah, slip them a crippler. The thing is, right, um, I use my dick because it's smaller than my little finger. <laughs> so it doesn't hurt me as much. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Quality, mate. Nice one for that. Yeah, g- good work. Good work. I wanted to mention as well, them fucking, them lads in, trapped in that cave in Thailand. How net, how crazy is that? I know. Fucking. Well, first of all, right, they, they must have been stupid enough to go down there because Do you know they must they have known down? it was monsoon season. And they, they must have been told that, that they shouldn't do it. Well, I read why they went down. Because um, there's no guide. It's just a football coach and a load of lads. And I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Mm. They uh, they left their bikes outside a the cave. A 25-year-old left on his own with loads of children. Yeah, stuck know. in a cave who c- they can't escape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, apparently... They, 
they they said that they went down in some sort of ritual. They put they left the bike. That's how they got found because the bikes were sort of on some railings. And there's there's um, warning signs saying don't go in the cave. But fuck it, let's go in the cave. And it's like a. They said it was like a a, um, a rite of passage. You go down this cave, deep dark into it, and touch the back wall or write your name on it or something like that, and come back out. And it's like something that they do. That's what I mean. I might be wrong, but that's what I read. Mm. And then it fucking. The heaven opened and that was it. They uh, they got rained They're lucky in. to be alive, but one of the divers <coughs> has died. Lucky. Yeah, I know. One of the tide. So, as much as they're going to come out like superheroes, like the fucking ones in was it where was it um, the Mar- Chile or yeah. wherever it was. Th- I hope they got in their mind that someone died trying to help them. Yeah, well, I know I know that sounds bad, but like, well, serious, not the kids, it? not the kids. Maybe the um, the. Uh, tr- um, the guide coach. or whatever it was, the coach, because he would have known that it was it was not the right season to even go down there and do that. I know it's a ritual and all that, but it's it's like it's like someone saying to you, you know, um, we we bungee jump off this with uh, r- um, using rubber bands. You know <laughs> what I mean? You know, it, it's a ritual, and you know, you never know what's going to happen. Don't don't go down. Don't caves. do it. Yeah, man. Just but don't do it. And Ca- caves are, are fucking well. scary places. I mean. Check I, I, check I could go Carol's in and be fine, but like, there's so much bad shit that happens in caves. I mean, yeah. people easily can go missing in caves and get trapped like this. Yeah. So just well, don't do it. Check out Carousel Sniper Victor for diving in cave shenanigans because there's some horrible stuff there. I mean, look, man, it's. It, I thought that when they found them alive, they were, I thought, ah, they're going to be sound now. They've got to them. They're just going to take food. They're going to take water. They're, they'll be cool. They might be trapped under the ground for a bit, but they'll be cool. But no, man, this is. Seriously, seriously, fucking dangerous shit. Still, it yeah. might um, it could go wrong, couldn't it? It yeah. could, it could go really bad. Well, the 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 good thing for them and their families is it's going to be movies made on it, and they're probably going to make a load of money yeah, from yeah. a complete accident. They've got tickets to the World Cup final. Of course, they have. FIFA said if you get out in time, we've got tickets for <laughs> you. Oh yeah, come straight out and then go. Well, we're just popping to the football. Yeah, yeah. So fucking, let's get you out of this shit hole and get you to another one in Russia. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, get get yourself fucking Nova checked or whatever it's called that fucking nerve yeah. agent. That's another one to talk about because why is everyone getting what, jacked in this country. Do, fucking do you know what I find funny about that? Come, nothing. No. <laughs> um, is um that it's it's just a rogue fella. It's I bet it's nothing to do yeah. with Russia. I bet someone's got it because let's be honest, you can get anything from anywhere, can't you? I don't know about a weapons grade nerve agent. Though. I bet you can. <laughs> I bet you fucking can, mate. There's yeah. people with rocket launchers and shit. So if, you know true. what I mean? Yeah, true. So I reckon. I reckon someone's just done it, and it just makes me wonder, right? If it was just a complete fucking coincidence, the first one that it was, that it was a Russian spy. Well, yeah. And then, and then, if it's been done again. You know what I mean? Just what randomly. And someone's walking around having a fucking laugh, just going, do you know what? Because well, they're fucking nuts and going, we'll just do this here, 10 miles. Well, it might not have been done months. again. That's what they're saying. It could be that the fur, because it was in the same area, it could be that whatever... Oh, it was discarded. Yes, yeah, so yeah, whoever tried to whack them spot, that spy and then chuck that vial of whatever it was away, um, fruit in a bush or something, and then that, it's, it could be that these people that have just picked it up What's this? This is interesting. They put it on the ground and then they fucking contaminate themselves. But it kind of it kind of proves to me, right, that in my mind that Russians haven't done it and we just jumped to the gun. Because Probably. because why would a Russian agent who's killing another Russian agent, right, because of, of treason, why would he just dump it in the fucking bush? He mm. wouldn't. Yeah, you think they're, 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 they're too um, too skilled to do that. Or wherever it is. It. So I, they wouldn't dump that. They know what it can do. 
they would not dump it because they know it would cause so much shit. You know what I mean? If it rolled out into the road and then it was like a fucking school kids walk by, you know what I mean, with their yellow jackets on because they're getting taught how to cross roads and they pick it up, they're all fucked. Yeah, I'm guessing they don't give a fuck about it though. But no, I, 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 I think we're jumping guns and, you know, straight away with that one. It didn't take long, did it, for us to c- accuse the Russians. It may be Russian-grade, like, weapons-grade shit, but it doesn't mean the Russians done it. You know what I mean? Who knows? So Who fucking knows? I'm defending you, Russia. Yeah, man. Because we're going to win the World Cup in Russia. Yeah, against Russia. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) So if you want some stickers, you know what to do. Just get ass... uh, Get ass us. Get get your ass out. (laughs) Send us a picture of your ass and we'll send (laughs) you some stickers. That's the new one now. Uh, Yeah, if you want to get a t-shirt or a vest like uh, Angie did, you can find them at robotsforeyespodcast.com slash t-mail. And that's where you get your, your... your pod merch, yeah. and if you want to give us all the money that you've got, you can do that at uh, Patreon. Yeah, that'll be Robots for Eyes podcast. And with um, because we're still developing the site. If there's like you've said before, but if if there's anything that someone thinks of, I don't know, and um, they think, oh, I, you know, I've, I think it'd be really cool to have a Robots for Eyes bottle opener or something like that. Just tell us, and we'll try and get it on yeah, there. Yeah, we can. And we can you change. know, we can Robots for Eyes fucking metal chair or something. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> just anything. Yeah, anything. We'll, tr- yeah. we'll try and get it on for you. Yeah, the world is your oyster. Yeah. Cool. Um, so. Let's let's do a cool episode on some really fit hot birds. Okay. Let's do it. today's episode um, is it about Susan Boyle Susan Boyle the hottie yeah <laughs> Scotland's fittest bird <laughs> oh dear mate uh, uh, Marilyn Monroe Marilyn Monroe mate talk about like pop icons Monho Monho straight Man-ho. away I don't think she was Marilyn Manho I don't think she <laughs> <laughs> so we were talking uh, during the week and I don't really think that she only slept with something like 20 people you know yeah <laughs> yeah, that's what they all say. That's what she said. <laughs> I don't think she was a hoe. I think she was just. Um, I think she was quite clever. I'll well, explain, explain why I don't think she was a hoe in a bit. But yeah, man, she's um, she was loved by the whole world. It's easy. Like she's been dead fifty six years now. Mm. Fifty six years, and her face is everywhere. Like you see her on like people have it on bangs, yeah, tattoos, up, does, and yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like amazing, amazing um, um, merchandise in a way. You know, her uh, her estate makes five million pound a year. Not now. bad. Not bad. So or been dead for fifty odd years, whatever you said. So somebody, somebody, one of her relatives somewhere is rolling in cash because someone she never met made a load of dough. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, she's sitting there laughing because her her, her um, freaking uncle's, or, you know, mum's something or whatever. Who didn't, the yeah, he's linked, was Marilyn's auntie. Linked a little bit to her, <laughs> and then they're sitting there raking in money because of it. Her clothes, they uh, some of her clothes are sold for millions, mate. Like a, a dress, a swimsuits. Well, I bet that went to a dirty pervert, didn't it? Yeah, but yeah. Just sitting there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is it being washed? <laughs> yeah. No. Right. Money goes up. We're selling her knickers drawer. <laughs> yeah. Um, I heard a, um, a rumor. I don't know if it's true. Um, 
about I think it was one of her movies she done um one of her dresses that had to sew it on her when she she had to put it in because it wouldn't fit her and had to sew it to yeah. tight around her. I would, I would, yeah, I I did read something about that. Yeah, I don't know if that's true, but it sounds like something which would happen. There's a lot of things about in like this that we're going to go through. Cause it's going to be a two part. It was going to be one part initially, obviously just done. But there's, but there's so, so many blokes. So many blokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's there's a lot of parallels that um, with Amy Winehouse. Okay. I thought in in it's like she's a, obviously a tortured soul, caned booze and drugs madly to like numb internal pains, and it is a dark story. And, and I hope it will be eye opening because I knew really I didn't really know anything about about her. Um, like, well, it's it's kind of um, when whenever you hear anything which props up about her, it's usually about you know like the amazing scene with the air thing and all this, and you know like you say, the clothes and, and her sort of face, but they never talk anything else about her. So they, they don't they don't say, you know, she's she's dead. You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So if, if you put it on, if you put it on the telly, right, and no one's known her, they wouldn't know they wouldn't know that she's actually dead. You no. know what I mean? Or that um you know, she, you know, she had a lot of troubles or she had mega troubles, yeah. mate. So I hope that you'll learn like well I say learn stuff, but you know yeah, here's some stuff that you didn't know. Like for instance, like she had uh, relationships with uh, JFK and his brother uh, Bobby Kennedy at the same time. And not well, <laughs> uh, double not, team. A, not a nice little love triangle. Yeah, she had uh, mad connections with the mafia um, and the Rat Pack, and how JFK sort of used them to get to power. It's it, mate. It, it's it's a crazy, crazy story. So what we're gonna do this week is just go through her life from birth right up, right up until her death. And then we'll cover her murder. I mean, um, her death next yeah. next week in more <laughs> right. detail. Okay. <laughs> so, was that an insight to next week? By any chance? <laughs> well, like, the, the thing with these things is, this like, there's so many different kind of. You can't. You, you not. You no one. No one's gonna know what what happened. Everyone's dead involved in mm. it. Um, but there are some interesting connections and interesting, um, sort of coincidences that happened towards the end of her life and then the people that she was surrounded with they all came to some sort of sticky end but we'll never know <laughs> it's uh we'll just go through it we'll go through it so yeah. she was born on the 1st of june 1926 a long fucking time ago and her real name is norma jean mortensen um, and she died on the 5th of august 19 norma norma yeah all oh, right it's okay. better than marilyn yeah norma yeah man and she died uh, 5th of august 1962 and she was only 36 when she died i thought she was a lot older um yeah, I, I would have thought she was probably mid forties or something. Yeah. But like, okay, young as fuck. She was her mother's third child. Uh, her mum's name was Gladys Pearl Baker. What a f- and a, you know, so no Gladys Pearl Monroe Baker. Let's get that in there so we know where that bit came from. Yeah, there's some great old school names in this episode. Good, some retro. I say bring back retro names. I think they all need to come back. Well, you got things like um. Like Jack is coming back and things like that. Yeah, I think you need like Arthur and all sorts of like wicked old school names. Yeah, man. Yeah. Henry. Yeah. None of this Shanice. Charles. <laughs> you can name Shanice. Stop listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or fucking Chelsea or something like that. <laughs> yeah. You're like, fuck off. Uh, yeah, so um, I'm guessing you've been brought up on a council state. <laughs> Fair <laughs> joke. <laughs> but that's what you tend to names you get, isn't it, with that? So, so, so Marilyn's mum, she had two children with another dude before um, Norma. Before Norma was born at this time. And it's really shady because Gladys, uh, Marilyn's mother, got married when she was 15 to a dude who was nine years older than her. He was called John Baker. What are you doing, mate? You know what I mean? 
24 years old and you thought it was cool to marry a 15-year-old? I suppose so. Back then, it wasn't, like, classed as bad. As in, like, the age thing. Obviously, if it was these days, they would go, wedding's not happening, you're going to prison. (laughs) That that would be the order of a play, basically. (laughs) Or it could go the other way, I suppose. It could go, you're going to prison, wedding's not happening. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah, It would have been stopped straight. He got her pregnant. Rob's microphone's haunted. I know, just, whoa, that was freaky. It is shady, maybe though. that's uh, to do with John Smith and his his gang parallel. But was yeah, it? yeah. Just, sp- just spun round, didn't it? Yeah. It just started spinning round. Rob's mic literally just spun round. It's freaky that. Dun, 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 dun. It, but yeah, um, when she got like I say, she got married at fifteen. But he got a um, her husband got her pregnant straight away. She had a first child at fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> she had a second <coughs> by the time she was seventeen, and she divorced him in nineteen twenty one when she was nineteen years old. Now that is some rapid. Rapid like relationship shit going yeah. down in it. Yeah, d- that's 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 no message. That's like I'm trying to think. There's a song which uh, kind of sounds like that situation. <laughs> I, w- I will remember it in a minute. I'll probably start singing it randomly. That's fine. Do it. Okay. So then, uh, three years later, so she got divorced in 1921 when she was 19. Three years later, in 1924, Marilyn's mum married again to uh, to a dude called Martin Edward Mortson. Now Marilyn shares the same surname. Morrison, mm. but um, a mother separated from him, pr- you know, really quite quickly actually, and, and divorced him. That didn't get on very well, and she eventually got around to divorce him in 1928. So by the age of 26, her mum had been married twice and had three children with two different dudes. Now, as I said, Marilyn's birth name is Norma Jean Mortensen. Yeah, mm-hmm. her mother's second husband was called Martin Edward Mortensen, but that that's not her dad. Right. Okay. Um. Edward, Martin Edward, he 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 um, basically just offered his name up on the birth certificate because they needed to put something down. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Fuck it, I'll just do it." Um, she never knew who her dad was. She literally has no, well, she doesn't know anything about now. But no. at the time, she had no idea who her father was, and that like affected her for her whole life. Well, I imagine it would. Right up to the end, it haunted her. Um, and she didn't even find out she had a sister until she was twelve or some shit. So, it's, yeah, it's weird times back then. People were just, like, getting knocked up at 15 years old, marrying blokes in their, in their mid-fucking 20s. Sounds a bit hillbilly-ish to me. It does, doesn't it? It yeah. does. It does. Yeah. So, um, Monroe's childhood was... It wasn't easy. No. It was These are the bits that I, I didn't know about. Everyone knows about a little bit about her. She did some films and that. But when you look at her childhood, it's... Um, it's traumatic as fuck, and it de- it definitely set her on a path of of like self destructive behaviour right yeah. from the start, like like up- uploading your brain with a shit operating system, basically. Um, <laughs> what Windows ninety five? <laughs> yeah, no Windows <laughs> twenty eight. <laughs> uh. So uh, her mum put Marilyn in foster care as, almost as soon as she was born, like two weeks old. She went right, you're in care. Um, she did it because she hadn't got any money, and um, well, it seems that she was mentally unstable um she was diagnosed in the mid 1930s with paranoid schizophrenia and she spent most of her life in mental care hospitals and she had very little care with uh with Mar- very little very little contact with marilyn yeah um now apparently if this is dark her mom used to try and smother marilyn in a cot with her pillows <laughs> she's not very good at it then. well that's what i thought isn't that like you know the song um another song um um when, when they're not a song the saying is a uh, um, easy, like taking candy from a baby or yeah, something. Yeah. 
easy like smothering a baby. Yeah. Surely that can't be hard. You don't try to smother a baby. I'm pretty sure if I went into a room and there was a baby and I looked around and there was no one there and I thought, do you know what, I fancy killing this baby. And <laughs> I just went to smother it. I'm pretty sure I probably would kill it. I don't think you'd fail. No. It's not hard to smother something that can't <laughs> move. You know I'm not saying I mean? that I'd do that, but you know. <clears throat> well, you've done it once, but yeah. that was just to see what it was like. Yeah, that was yeah, that was somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, it was and it was a, it wasn't a baby person anyway. No. It was a baby fish. So anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> had a pillow. Yeah. She got it out of the water. Um, she was so she was in fo- with different types of foster parents in care. And then her first set of uh, foster carers, foster parents, brought her up as a Christian, which obviously she um, she adhered to all her life. Mm. Um, she saw her mum regularly in her early life, and, and actually did live with her for a sh- for a short while when she was seven until her mum lost her shit. Um, and went nuts basically um, and then she had to go and spend time moving from foster home to foster home she actually lived in a few orphanages as well which is fucking dark man because both her parents were alive she didn't know who her dad was but she knew he was, he was alive and she knew her mum was alive but she's going into orphanage how traumatic would that be? Yeah it's just it's um, carnage isn't it it's just <coughs> the mental state is there is there is no norm- normality to anything so anything can happen mm. you know what I mean? If there's no sense of normality anywhere and just one end to the other, you know, you've got no mom, your mom's here, she's gone mad, she's fucking, you live with your mom, she's gone crazy again, you know what I mean? She, your mom tried to smother you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You kind of got no no sense of reality, you know what? Well, it's like her, her normality was f- not fucking normal. It wasn't normality, yeah. That's why she probably was uh, such a wreckhead and everything. And, and yeah, that, 100%, yeah. 100%, mate. And she said in one interview, um, she recorded a time when they... They put her in an orphanage, and she was dragged, literally dragged. She said, I was dragged kicking and screaming, what, like, was crying and shouting, I'm not an orphan, my mum and dad are alive, you know, what the fuck are you doing putting me in here? It's horrible, mm, isn't it? Yeah. Hor- total abandonment, totally. No wonder shit went the way it did for her. Mm. It's not her fault, though. At this part, part in her life, th- this isn't her fault. It's so just so a fucking batshit crazy mum. I say, you can't really blame six seven year old or eight year old <laughs> yeah. for her parents going I ain't gonna look after you because yeah. we're fucking off our tits or whatever Yeah, because I imagine they're probably off their tits all the time as well well th- she was it's interesting actually well, because her mum parents was parent sorry yeah her mum was mentally ill and from Amityville and her yeah, and her grandma was also mentally ill Yeah, so there's I don't a, know whether a that's family, like a link yeah whether that's you know some sort of mm. whether it's in well it obviously was in her genes. It, it do, I I do believe that happens in people's genes. Um, it can get passed down like that. Yeah. Uh, no matter what circumstances happen to you in life, you could wake, you could be born and um, being a multi-millionaire and everyone helping you and or you doing stuff yourself, but everything's nice and easy. You know what I mean? You're having a good time, work-wise or life-wise. But sometimes the people. If it's in the generation and people have killed, well, Kurt Cobain wasn't his, his granddad yeah. killed himself, and then he's killed himself, and then I think it's I think it's family. just yeah, I think it just runs in families. I do. It's, yeah. it's, it's um it's horrible to say, and it's something that needs to be addressed. All this mental stuff because yeah, it's mega big time. I know they started doing it now, but it needs to really they need to butt their ideas up a bit. I think back then they didn't really give a shit. They didn't know no, what they, they were doing. Didn't with I don't think they knew. To be honest, the I think they were just fools. going around. Oh, they've just done it. Oh well. Next it's one. Cra- it's crazy. Oh, everyone's just done it. Oh, well. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Yeah. They can land a man on the moon. They haven't got a fucking clue about mental illness. No. It's mad. Anyway. Yeah, so she actually, obviously because her mum's nuts, she was living with her mother's best friend. She's called Grace. And her husband, um, called Doc. Two, two more cool names. Doc. Doc. It's Doc. I'm Doc. My name's Doc. Yeah, but that was like in an effort to gain stability. 
get in with somebody that's close to the family yeah. and they try and look after you and give you like a, a, a sort of a family foundation that yeah. you, c- you can you can you know family life the rest proper of family it. life yeah but unfortunately it didn't work out that way because um, doc was a bit of a prick and he uh, sexually assaulted marilyn when oh. she was eight years old okay now now a mum stepped in because obviously she said this you know this geezer's doing some fucking weird shit to me um so my mum stepped in and, and moved her out and she had to live with her mother again um she couldn't hack it so she hoofed her out again, and she ended up living with a, a great auntie called Olive, Auntie Olive. Olive. Another fucking busting name. Yeah. So you think now, okay, right, we've moved so many times. You, you're getting raped. Now you're with a, an aunt. This is a, a proper member of your family. It's an auntie. Yeah. Maybe shit's going to get stable, but it didn't. She was she was abused by Olive's son. Um, apparently, he locked her, in, he lured her into, the bed, into his bedroom um, and locked her in and, and then raped her. And paid her to keep quiet. I what mean, the fuck? I know, man. And she she ratted him out. She said, you know, whatever, man. I'll take your cash. Nice one. Yeah, and then oh, okay. ratted him out. Still, yeah. yeah. She ratted him out, um, but no one believed her because they're saying he, he's a he's a nice guy. He wouldn't do that. You must be lying. But it's it's kind of like it's not that they didn't believe. It. It's just easier to move this girl on again, kick her out, and it takes the heat off you. Um, so she said after that attack that she uh, she was um, having endless showers, obviously feeling horrific and dirty. And, and this shit is not. It, it's easy to say, oh yeah, you you know you got sexually assaulted and then move on. But the, it's so it was so traumatic for her. She developed a stutter and had it her entire life. Struggled with it the whole way through. It plagued her in the films and said that whenever she was nervous or extremely excited, it would it would uh, it would come out. Yeah, you know what I mean. Fuck me, Mr. President. (laughs) (laughs) That's cruel. I'm sorry. (laughs) But I'll add here that um, her mum, who who wanted nothing to do with her as as she went through her life, uh, completely abandoned her. She she outlived Marilyn, obviously, because Marilyn came to an end Mm. at age 36. And she actually died in 1984 when she she was 81 years old. And for a proper kick in the balls, Marilyn paid for her care. Her whole life to the day she died in top notch top notch care facilities. Yeah. So How bad's that, man? But mm, that shows you. I know it's. It shows you that she she no matter what happens, she still loves her family. I suppose, but it's, yeah. she she had every right to go fuck you. You know what I mean? So fair play to her for that, I suppose. But yep. but she but her mom probably didn't deserve it. So I also think mm, what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? At the same time, but it just shows you that there is a you know. She, she, she's gone through a lot, but she still cares. Do you know what I mean? It's because a lot of people would not care at that point about That's anything. She, she, um, she ended up basically moving back with a mom and then back out, and she did that many times. She spent, you know, huge portions of her young life in numerous care homes where no one gave a single flying fuck about her. Mm. Um, and then she eventually ended up moving back in with Grace and Doc, the dude that fucking molested her in the first place. What so she's fuck? thinking, fucking great, now I'm back living with the child molester again. Yeah. I know what he's like. He fucking done that to me. And she's, you know, it's, it's not a fucking good upbringing. No. This isn't. It was so transient. She had no real home. It's just not called cool at all. During her childhood, she was raped 11 times. 11 fucking times, man. Why did why did they let her go back with that Doc fella? Because it it was... Is it, is it, is it, I know it's weird times, but you get, if you d- your daughter or whatever comes up, you're going to be raped by a doc, and you get get him get her out, right? 
and then we go, look, well, let's, let's let this cool down, go back in a year, he may not do it or whatever. You know what I, I mean? That's, that's what it seems like to me there. When it, when really, it's like, that geezer should be fucking, have his hands cut off or something. You know nobody, what I mean? nobody believed uh, Marilyn. It's just easier to, to ship her off somewhere else. And eventually she had nowhere to go and had yeah. to go and live with him. <clears throat> so she had to keep her mouth shut, you know what I mean? She said that, it, like, in later life, um, she, she felt completely used, like, like a sex sex object and uh, not really a person mm. uh, but having said that you can see how um, how she figured out how to use sex to her advantage as she grew up yeah yeah that was a tool that she used to you know great effect really. suck away to the top as they say yeah yeah but people did yeah people did um, step in and try and adopt her like genuinely wanted to adopt yeah, yeah, her yeah. to try and give her that that stable you know background but um, her mom being a mental cunt would say yeah 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 go on do it you can you can adopt her. They draw up the papers, and on the last day, she'd pull out and say, "No, nah, you can't have her now. I've changed your mind. She's 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 mine." And then Marion be back on like the foster care circuit, moving around from ha- house to house, getting fucking raped by people again. It's fucking crazy, isn't it? You know what I mean? That that's not a cool cool setup, is it? No. And I think that absent father really fucked her up. Um, she had several transient father figures, but they all were they all just wanted to fucking finger her. They weren't interested. No. And if she said something, kick her out. On to the next one. You know what I mean? Mm. And as we'll see, like, all her male sex- sexual interests in later life were older men, like father figures, yeah. figures of authority. Um, she said she'd use her sexuality to, to attract them, wanting to feel loved by older older men. But the problem is they just they just wanted to fuck her, really. Uh, not not interested in really caring for her. Yeah. She absolutely had a daddy complex, but because she was so massive and such... And so she was kind of like, um, almost like a trophy. Yeah. Because she was huge. Mm. In the, you know what I mean? The only love and attention she got, I say love and attention in quotation marks, were as a child were, were just um, horrible, you know, horrible abuse. Yeah. That's that's the uh, the physical contact. She's n- never picked up or hugged or anything like that. Uh, I suppose that's why the sexual aspect of her life was on point as an adult. Yeah. Cause she, <laughs> she was well versed in the way of the cock, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So she obviously totally unloved and unwanted and talks, you know. Um, that she also says um, her love for the movies came when at, at care homes, like, they'd look after her. But when it came to the weekend, the families couldn't be fucked with her. So what they'd do is they'd just take her to the movies and drop her off there and say, well, you can just stay there all day. We'll come back at 8 o'clock yeah. and pick you up tonight. And, and she, So they could spend time together away from this girl that they mm. lumbered with in some respects and and she said that's where like the love the love of, of films came from because she'd see like guys on on the screen you know who seemed to truly love that you know the female actresses and it was it was all very romantic and and that's the kind of life that she wanted yeah. and that's what she sort of went for even though it's, it's fucking totally fake though isn't it because yeah. it's a fucking film yeah well yeah but yeah i suppose um, you know, you, you you grow up watching stuff, or you know, going to theatres or whatnot. You're gonna get into it, aren't you? Or what? You know, what I mean, it's a simple thing, isn't it? It's like most babies and children obviously get, um, you know, they learn from the person they're with, um, and that's how they end up turning out because it's it, they're kind of like a blank canvas to learn stuff, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, yeah. And it could be good, it could be bad. If they're brung up in an environment where everyone's murdering everyone, they're going to think that's fine and just go around murdering. Mm. And if they're brung up in a, an environment where they're looked after and they always look after each other, they'll they'll probably do the same. Yeah. So yeah. unless they're fucking tapped. 
Yeah, hopefully. Tap yeah. people are cool. Yeah. If they didn't have... To, if there were no such thing as crazy people who wouldn't be doing the podcast. Yeah. So, in 1942, she's back living with Grace and Doc, the dude who molested her in the first place. Now, the company that Doc worked for had to relocate, like, miles away or something, I think, to another state. And the family had to, to go with him because of work. Yeah. And again, that was more disruption for Marilyn. And she's 15 at this point. Um, she lived in approximately 12 care homes by the age of 15 and was raped 11 times. So you see the sort of seeds for mental problems that are occurring, that they're there. Yeah. So to try and avoid more disruption and moving her to a completely different state, um, like in an attempt to gain stability, it was suggested that she married the next-door neighbor's son, who was a 21-year-old guy called Jim Doherty. Essentially, it was just an arranged marriage to get her out of, out of care homes. Right. Um, so, fuck me, mate. He was told to marry Marilyn Monroe. Mate. No, Jackpot. Yeah, no, no. Do I have to? Yeah. <laughs> but once again, it's a bit fucked up, man, because they got married at the earliest possible opportunity a few days after Marion's 16th birthday in 1946 21 and 16 again it's a bit weird isn't it yeah i mean what what is the can you get married at 16 in england is that all right seems uh, a bit weird doesn't it well i suppose but you could you but you can't you, you could have back then i suppose and there are areas still well not in the uk i don't think it's scotland i think there's an area you can get married at 16 isn't there? i don't know because to ask um Luigi, she'll tell Luigi, us. Luigi, I'm sure there is, because I'm sure a lot of people who are young, who in love, do that. Luigi, randomly Luigi just go up and fucking... 10, I'm sure she, yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. I thought it was eight. Yeah. Oh, it probably was, actually, yeah. yeah. To her <laughs> uncle. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, she got married at 16 to a guy called uh, James, right? He was actually a merchant marine. Um, he had an income, and they brought a house together. Okay. Uh, so, this is cool, man. She's, she's married, all right, through convenience. Maybe not what she wanted, but... She's married. The geezer she's married to has got a job. They've bought a house, and she used to call him Daddy, which is a bit creepy. Um, and I also read that she picked every single piece of furniture in their new house. Okay. Now, let's just say she was starting to realise how to use her body to get what yeah, she yeah, wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so it, I can see the logic in, in, in marrying. Uh, it, it just makes sense. James James Doherty was a kind dude by the sound of it. He did look after her. But that motherfucker instability came back to haunt her again because he was posted in the Pacific for two years because of World War Two breaking out. Yeah. Uh, and as a result, Marilyn had to move in with his parents. And I bet she was like, for fuck's sakes, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The fuck? Why the fuck me? We, what the fuck? Yeah. She didn't really like the marriage. Because I thought, there's a quote that she said about it. She said, marriage didn't, the marriage with James didn't make me sad, but it didn't make me happy. My husband and I hardly ever spoke to each other. This wasn't because we were angry. We just had nothing to say. I was dying of boredom. Well... I don't know, man. So there's sort of a risky... Is that because she's stationary for the first time in her life? In Maybe, one house? yeah. Probably. You know what I mean? Is she, yeah. she, is she wanting to... Does she kind of like not know it but enjoy moving around? I don't know. I, th I think, yeah, maybe she did and she just didn't realise, you know what I mean? She just... Because she was doing it, well, being forced to do it as a youngster, maybe she's like you're saying, she's just used to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Her head goes, that's what maybe I should be doing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe, so, man. Yeah. Also interesting, she said that during this 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 period of her life, her first marriage, she actually attempted suicide for the first time. And I think a lot, like a suicide attempt, so they're not like full on. 
like, if you're going to do it, you'll do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a cry for help. So, uh, yeah, World War Two had broke out and he was on active service. Now, she actually got a job. Uh, Marilyn got a job in, in a munitions factory making drone aircraft for target practice. What the fuck? Drones cool. in 19... I think it was 1944 drones. Well, that's cool, that is, though. The fuck? You that's, know what I mean? That is a cool job. It is, yeah, yeah. She was a good-looking young lady. Uh, and when she was working there at this factory, like, fortune and luck were on her side because she was in the right place at the right time she caught the eye of a of a dude called david conover now he was a photographer like a military photographer i believe and he'd been sent to the factory by the army to look for hot birds and photograph as they they called it morale boosting pictures of female workers for the troops like to kind of like lift their spirits up yeah sort of like old school soft porn but these pictures were not porn by any stretch, man. Oh, of course, cool porn. Yeah, yeah. They weren't even wearing bikinis. They're like these, you know, that shows them like flexing their muscles as they're picking up a box, that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah. But they, the guys loved it. Um, and she began a career as a as a pinup girl, basically using this guy. They were taking lots of pictures. Of. Now, her husband, he fiercely objected to her doing these photo shoots because he saw it as sort of degrading and immoral and she was like nah fuck off mate it's better than making wooden fucking drones yeah you want to take pictures of me take Fine, fucking yeah. pictures of me yeah. yeah she flaunted it didn't she which, yeah which i suppose if she didn't want to ma- be making drones which she didn't she just did it because she, she had to do it in a way because they all sort of chipped in at the factory didn't they yeah yeah um because obviously because of the war and stuff that's what that's what they just did, didn't they? But I bet you none of them really wanted to be there. Some of them probably would have wanted to to help, but most they kind of in a way f- not forced. But it's it's for the good of America, isn't it? And yeah. It doesn't doesn't mean you like it though. Well, you can't really blame her for like. It's like okay, you want to I don't know assemble fucking wing parts, mm. hard work from seven o'clock in the morning till seven o'clock at night, or do you want to lie on that sofa and yeah. I'll take a picture of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I know what I'd do. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. So it was at this point that she started to realise that she could use her appearance to get attention and fucking loads of attention. She signed a, a contract with a modelling agency called Blue Book, uh, the Blue Book Modelling Agency. That was in August 1945, and that was the beginning of her of her career, really. Okay, yeah. She's kind of off to the races. So we, let's just do a, a quick recap now, because this is where she's, she's signed as a model. She's been sexually abused as a child. She's had zero stability, no parents. She's got married out of convenience and figured out that she could get what she wanted by using her body, which, in my opinion, is smart. A modelling photographer wants to take pictures of her and send them to troops around the world, and now she's a model. Mm -hmm. She's getting the attention of older men. Well, most men are are older when you're 16. Everyone's fucking older than you, pretty much. So originally, she was a brute. I love that. It's, It's all... Old older men, the perverts, the ones who've got money, who go, come with me, have a meal, um, and then something else after. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The one there, is, there is a lot of that. It's a grotty sleaziness, I can see it. You can just tell. You know what I mean? It's as simple as. You can see where it's going. Yeah. You can see where it's going. Um, so originally, she was a, she was a brunette, um, and she was, uh, she was told, basically, that blondes get more work more modelling work so she she bleached because of like shampoo adverts apparently mm. they, they right okay like, yeah because if she's been a model she wants to try and get on TV adverts because that's where the doll is at man yeah yeah Can TV was just well, it had been around but it was no Tw- 20 grand to go out <laughs> swish your hair yeah exactly and go yeah. oh look at this yeah, head and shoulders or, or the, the fuck tis or whatever it's called <laughs> fuck, fuck this advert yeah, remember yeah, them yeah fuck tis yeah <laughs> fuck this get some fuck this on your hair <laughs> <laughs> so she um yeah she bleached her, her hair 
dyed it mad blonde, and she actually started to bleach her skin to get rid of the freckles on her face, which, oh my God, what are you doing, man? And she used hormone cream to, to keep her skin as white as possible, like porcelain white. She changed her whole image, and in a sense, she sort of became two people, because that person in front of the camera, she could do anything she wanted. Yeah. She could do anything, but the person off camera, nah. That was still Norma Jean. What That wasn't Marilyn. So, um, Initially, she would only get paid for the pictures if they were actually brought and used by a magazine. So she kept her job at the factory. Okay. She didn't like, she wasn't like, didn't leave. Yeah, didn't go, fuck this, I'm off, I'm going to make millions being a model. She because, just, um, yeah, the money wasn't coming in. No. It was only coming in if it was used. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like her photos are starting to get brought on the reg. So she just fucking quit that factory job. Uh, I don't think her first photo shoot was actually used um i mean it has been now but at the time it wasn't but it showed potential have you seen the pictures of her um in the factory yeah when, yeah you know, gets the, she's well we all know she's mega mega fit but i mean like it's just uh, like an innocent looking girl than it you know what i mean and then you see some of the pictures of her later on it's a completely different style i mean it's like come come and fuck me in a way do you know is, what i mean yeah and i suppose that's the the um audience uh, that so if you want to sell, that seems to be sex sells. She, That's what she it mold- seems to be, isn't she, it? She moulded herself to what she knew her audience wanted, mm. and that's what, how she came out. That wasn't her. Um, but yeah, like um, initially her photos were used for advertisements, but she, obviously she's easy on the eyes, and that got the attention of a lot of a lot of dudes because she wasn't there. Like she wasn't being photographed. Um, in advertisements to get people's attention. She was just the girl holding a product. But because she was fit, like blokes were going, who's that bird? And her photos began to appear on the front cover of magazines. Uh, And as we all know, people buy shit based on what it looks like and not necessarily what's in it. Uh, And editors started to notice sale numbers increasing whenever she was on the cover. And they were like, it's that broad again. She's shifting numbers. So she'd start helping. They'd see spikes when she was on the cover. Yeah. And they were like, okay, we're onto something here. Now, a lady called Emmeline Snively, <laughs> I believe, she was the owner of the Blue Book modeling agency that Monroe was signed to. And she mar- managed to get Marilyn onto, I think, 33 magazine covers yeah. in, in something like a year and a half. So, obviously, having a business head, because she runs a modeling agency and getting people on magazines, she used her contacts, uh, like people that she knew. Uh, she approached 20th Century Fox and said, here, are you, look at this fit bird. Yeah. Uh, and any any chance you want to use her? And they were like, all right, yeah, they signed her for a six-month contract. <laughs> Is that how they said it? Look at this fit bird. Do you want to use her? Because everyone else does. Well, yeah, because she <laughs> didn't have any model. She didn't have any um, acting. She wasn't. She couldn't act. No. But she, she was just like, yeah, yeah smiley face. Eye candy. Yeah. So they said, yeah, fuck it, we'll sign her up. So they signed her initially on a six-month contract, uh, and she got $75 a week. Okay. That's all right, man. That was, yeah, that was ni- Back then, that's quite a lot, isn't it? 1946, so she's yeah, got money coming in. yeah. Um, but she didn't have any speaking parts, just like singing and dancing in old school movies. Uh, she changed her name mm-hmm. to, to Marilyn in, in 1946. There was a 20th century Fox dude called Ben Leon, I believe. He suggested changing her name to Marilyn uh, after a um, an old school 1920s film star. And obviously Monroe was her mother's, uh, one of her mother's middle names. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, man. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so her marriage was going nowhere because she's still married to to, uh, to James Doherty at this point. Um, and in August 46, she divorced him. He didn't like her doing what she was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, she kind of... I think there was a lot of women need to know their place and blokes need to look after them back then. Definitely. Uh, you know. and, and she was starting to not need him. 
yeah, she was going on a second arm, you know, I don't need you. When, like you say, the mentality back then was basically um, the blokes do the work and, and the ladies know their place, and it's it's the wrong attitude, isn't it? Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course it is, man, though, yeah. yeah, definitely. So she divorced him, uh, and in the, her reputation and notoriety started to, to increase. Uh, she got in a part in a film called Ladies, Ladies of the Chorus. <laughs> They're just terrible, aren't they? In 1948. And that did all right, actually. And and she actually said this about the film. She said, I, I, I was driving past the theatre and I could see my name on the marquee lights. He said, Marilyn Monroe. I was excited. I wish they were using Norma Jean so all the kids back at home and school who'd never noticed me could see it. She's yeah. like, fuck you, slags. Check yeah, me yeah, out. Yeah, I'm on the check fucking... Check this out. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. what she's like. Yeah, yeah. Brill. Good on her, mate. You know what yeah. I mean? She's a bit feisty, isn't she? Yeah. Well, she, I imagine she would be after everything she's gone through anyway. But yeah. like, yeah, she's like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah, that's it, man. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, all them people that doubted her. You know what I mean? Um, and she actually posed n- nude for a calendar shoot in 1949. And that was well taboo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like Googling <laughs> straight away. Nude, 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 nude. <laughs> yeah. Marilyn Monroe, calendar shoot, 1949. Nude. Yeah. And obviously that's risky as fuck back in the day. Yeah. Um, at the time, nobody knew that she did it because she wasn't huge in 1949. But as she became bigger, the shoot became sort of widespread and the public got the impression that she was a bit risky and a bit of a loose a loose cannon. Right. That's because she was. And um, when it started to become sort of common knowledge that she was naked in pictures, she feared the public reaction, thinking that, you know, they're going to think that she's she's a bad one and it's going to affect her career. Yeah. Um, but she actually handled it really well when she was honest. She said, look, I, I did it for money because I was broke and starving. And the public were like, you go, girl. Fucking good on you. They were, they were on her side. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to spend too much time telling, telling you about the film she was in because they're old as fuck and, in my humble opinion, terrible. They're just... I mean, you can't... Watch I mean, I'll probably get slated for saying that, but you can't watch them fucking films. But she got massive through them, yeah. huge, and was in completely mad, crazy demand. So, like, in hindsight, I think a person with mental issues like Marilyn clearly should not have been in Hollywood. Yeah. But hey-ho, man. Well, you know what it's, I mean? It's, yeah, well, it's... I think <laughs> a lot of people, because of the way she looked as well, probably knew she w- probably shouldn't have been there mentally, but they probably worked better for him like that. So they go, yeah, get away. Because yeah. because she's not meant to be there, you know what I mean? So it kind of works, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She wasn't, um, she's fit as fuck, man. She really yeah. is. So I'm, I'm just, I just looked at her for the nude shoot. And I just yeah, found from from so. frantically Googling Marilyn Monroe. I thought you were going to say something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, though, because she got, she was a, she, like the blonde bimbo kind of, you know, stereotypical reaction to who Marilyn was. That is, that's not, that's not true. She was quite clever, very well read. She had the same IQ as Einstein. Right. She's not a dummy man. But during a career, it's which spanned, I believe, is about sixteen years. She made twenty nine films. She made twenty four films in the first eight years. You real? know what I mean? Yeah, that's real. Okay. Twenty four cool. films in eight years. That's why they're shit. How yeah, can you yeah. do it? You know what I mean? It's fucking terrible. No special effects. <laughs> I, I saw a clip of her. Um, I, got, I can't remember what movie it was. She was sitting down. Um, I couldn't tell if she was a good or bad actor. It looked bad to me, but like I don't she, she was sitting there on her own and she was drinking champagne. I was thinking, is this actually a movie or is this actually like a, just a secret video of her <laughs> in a hotel room? And um, 
It was a bit, I can't remember what she was saying. She was going, just necking this little champagne. And I was thinking, well, is this really a movie? Yeah. And I mean, it was. It was obviously clearly part of the movie, but it wasn't the best acted. But but no, she wasn't a good actress. Uh, the titles of some of these films are, well, they, they say it all, man. Like, like we say, Ladies of the Chorus was, was one. Prince and The Prince and the Showgirl. There's yeah. no business like show business, and gentlemen prefer blondes. They're like proper bore fests, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can't, you can't watch them. I mean, you just can't watch them these days. And interestingly, in Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, she was the blonde, but she got paid the least amount of money as, uh, over any other female. <laughs> right, again. Okay. You know, typical, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, it was a totally different time regarding film content back then. But some things stayed the same. Even then, there's parallels with what it's like in modern day uh, Hollywood, like high-profile film stars craving attention, boozing like mad, shagging loads of other famous people and taking taking drugs. This has always been a pastime that we, we all know and love. Yeah, well, it's it's carried on through the ages, yeah. you know what I mean? It's been going since the dawn of Christ itself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, we just love it. You've got power, there's lots of people to fucking do drugs with, yeah. basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems um, to be in every situation of life, and anyone who's got a lot of money... Um, that's that's the way it rolls for some reason. I suppose so. it's just fun, isn't it? Man? Yeah, that's all it's about. You know what I mean? It clearly is fun, isn't it? Yeah, you wouldn't do it if it weren't fun. Yeah, and for <laughs> some reason, like Hollywood attracts unstable people. Yeah, um, some people hate her. Obviously, if you're going to be a public figure, people are going to love you and they're going to hate you. But a lot of the people that hated it was it was really through jealousy, m- mainly women as well, saying that she was sleeping her way to the top. And you know what? She did. Yeah, uh, that's. And I don't blame her. What she'd do is she'd she'd hook up with directors and producers and you know, well-connected people and sleep with them. And then the next day, you know, they'd... Uh, contracts it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, that's just business smarts. She knew how to get, get on in the... In it's, the it's like a salesman. Yeah. Trying to sell something that probably shouldn't be sold. Well, it worked I mean? for her. Well, that's what I mean for like movies. If she probably isn't the best part for the movie, but she sold it well. Exactly. Yeah. You can't blame those dudes for doing that. Because if I was fifteen, a twenty-eight-year-old Marilyn Monroe came in and gave me the wink and said, "How about a bit of uh, you know, a bit of fun on the side, and you can get me a part in that film? Is that something you can do?" You'd be like, "Yeah." <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? That's what she did, man. It was like networking and, co- and contact making. She, she knew what to do. Yeah, yeah. Very good at marketing. Bit of a mastermind in some respects. And and that kind of stuff still happens today. Um, you know, sometimes against actresses' wills. Like, if you look at Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, allegedly Just he'd be raping women and giving them parts. Same thing in a way, though, isn't it? That's what I mean. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't change. No, it hasn't changed. And it probably won't change. There's probably more of them out there, you know what I mean, doing that and going, shit, at the moment. But they'll get away with it. And 100 years' time, it'll be the same. 1,000 years' time, if we're <laughs> still here as a human race, it'll be the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Marilyn just did it winningly. She She wasn't like... She'd approach them as opposed to them saying, yeah, yeah. instead of going, I'm going to give you a part in this film if you if give you me a blowjob. Yeah. She'd walk in and say, I'll give you a blowjob if you give me a part in the film. Yeah, yeah, she'd be straight to the point. <laughs> you know, can you imagine if Quite dudes... Quite literally, yeah. straight to the point. Straight on the point. <laughs> straight on the point. Yeah, man, she knew what to do it. Can you imagine if dudes could do that? Just like walk into an office and go to some girl and say, right, I'm going to drop my kegs. I'm going to let you give me a blowy if you give me a part. It's never going to happen. Straight to prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's just very calculated, mate. She knew what she's doing. She said that Hollywood was a place where they'd pay you $1,000 for a kiss and 50 cents for your soul. Mm. Mm, yeah. 
okay. dark. I like it. Yeah, it is dark, man. Uh, and she was starting to begin to um, really kind of mistake all the attention that she was getting through her fame for love. And in 1954, she married a dude called Joe DiMaggio, and he was probably the biggest baseball player in the world at the time. He played for the New York Yankees, and he was also mad fucking famous, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah baseball was massive, wasn't it? So... Yeah, so again, things don't change. You know, you got ma- massively famous film stars hooking up with equally famous, yeah, yeah, like fucking you know old school posh and Bex or some shit. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like the origi- why not the originals, but not far off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, these this is kind of like the pioneers back yeah, then. The They're pioneers of uh, sports legends of hooking up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was twenty eight when she she married DiMaggio, and I think he was he was forty. So I mean, that's an age gap, what twelve years? But it's. I mean, you're both adults. It's not a problem, is it? No. But it does show that she still wants to go for an older dude. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, he was a bit a bit of a control control freak. He tried to like direct her career, telling her what kind of film she could or couldn't do. That's because he knew people, because he was famous. He's like, you need to do this, you need to do that. Yeah. I, I just see that as being a controlling fuck. Yeah. Really, you know what I mean? Let her do what you want. He didn't like her to be suggestively dressed on stage. Uh, you know that famous I- image you said at the beginning, like with yeah, the, the, the dress thing. Yeah, standing on the grate with the um, the air going up. Yeah, yeah, that was um, that was from the film The Seven Year Itch. Uh, he was on set actually watching that, and there was loads of The Seven Year Itch. Yeah, sounds like a fucking uh, sexual transmitted disease. I think she'd had an itch for seven years. <laughs> yeah, at this yeah. Point. yeah, yeah. And he hated that because this. That, I think it was filmed in New York on the streets, and the public were there. And yeah, yeah. She just kept doing it and doing it and doing it, and everyone. So they get the right take, sort of thing. Yeah. And everyone's leering and cheering, and everyone's sitting there going, "Tommy yeah. tanking away in the background." <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, she just she um he stormed off set when oh, right. when he saw that he wasn't having it. Um, his controlling nature was not what she wanted. She wanted to be more sort of self sufficient. And after nine months of ma- only nine months, she filed for divorce. So that's marriage number two, done and dusted by 28 years old. Now, that's quite similar to what her mom did. Yeah. She's going through husbands quite quickly. I don't know if that's kind of what people did back then, but it seems to me that in modern day, you people people do ma- get married and divorce quite, it's, you know, a common thing. But back mm. then, I don't think it was. People, they, you know what I mean? They yeah. stayed together through hardship. Yeah, yeah. Not Marilyn. She was no. out of there like her mum. Uh, she said that she divorced him because of mental cruelty. Um, but she actually stayed friends with uh, DiMaggio right up until her death. Um, he actually spoke to, I believe, his son. Like, he could have... Joe DiMaggio's son was possibly the last person she spoke to. Right. Um, and uh, he actually arranged her funeral and sent roses to her grave twice a week for the so rest of her life. You predicted that well with her then. That was the last phone call. <laughs> 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 so at this point, she's getting st- stuck into the party scene. She's famous. She's got cash. Everyone loved her and gave her attention. People around her said that she was very impressionable. She was easily led and seemed to have what I think it sort of it appears to be like a borderline personality disorder. Mm-hmm. She was two people, though. She was Norma Jean yeah, yeah, yeah. and Marilyn. She said that she suffered from self-doubt and thought everybody only wanted to know her because of how she looked and not what she was like as a person. And as we said, she's not. she wasn't a blonde bimbo because that was the rep that she got. Mm. And she's like, no, I'm fucking clever, man. Yeah. I'm well, ba- she was kind of told um, that blonde sells in a way, like you say, from the early bottling and it... Well, let's be honest, it did back then, because otherwise, you know, who knows? 
You know what I mean? It might not have worked. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. If it could have been completely different. Yeah. The Dizzy Blonde was just an act. Yeah, it was, yeah, definitely. 100% act. Because so everyone seems to love a Dizzy Blonde. Yeah. And they still do. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I love a Dizzy Blonde. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, two years after her divorce from Joe DiMari- DiMaggio, she, she remarried again. Two years. That's for the third time. So what we'll do is we'll play a tune now, take a break, and then when we come back, we're going to discuss the next part of her life, which is her the f- a final marriage. And shit just... I mean, I know it's bad to start with, but it gets... It spirals now. So we'll see you on the other side of this tune. Late odds. Pissing out them diseases. Yeah. So yeah, we'll get back to a third marriage now. That was with um, uh, Arthur Miller on the 25th of June, 1956, when she was 30. He was a playwright, so a, a, like a producer type mm. Hollywood dude. Uh, good connections. Yeah. Good connections. And I think she had to, I should have confirmed this, but I, th- I think she had to convert to uh, Judaism to marry him. Um, but... I mean, one star review because I didn't bother fucking trying yeah, to find yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah. But anyway, he got actually uh, was married. He was having an affair with with Marilyn, so he was cheating on his um, on his on his wife, and he divorced his his wife the month that he married Marilyn. Literally a matter of days before they tied the knot. And it's like fucking hell, mate. That's rapid. You know what I mean? No fucking around there. Zero fucking about. There was an eleven year age gap between them. So again, it's she's, it's yeah. She's yeah, gone yeah. for the old bloke again. Yeah, yeah. She really liked powerful, influential men. You know, I think she, it's kind of like made her feel that she had worth. You know, like if that powerful man that can do all these things and commands respect is choosing to spend time with me and marry me, then I must be worth something. Mm-hmm. I think that's why she was doing it. And he wasn't a good-looking dude. No, he was a fucking monkey. He was mate. He was terrible. And she was. Marilyn fucking Monroe. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? He hit like double jackpot there. Then. Yeah, he was clearly playing out of his league. You know, he was fucking well out of his league. It's yeah. like England in the World Cup at the moment. We shouldn't be where we are. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the marriage wasn't easy. Um, Miller was was actually under investigation for sympathising with communists at the time, uh, which is a big deal back then because it's mm, like yeah, fucking yeah. Cold War shit. Um, and that this is where some of the kind of uh, assassination conspiracies stem from, combined with her connections with JFK and the mob, as we're going to get into in a bit. Uh-huh. But during the marriage, Marilyn had several miscarriages, probably due to drugs and booze and bad health. Yeah. And sort of, I, I don't know if this is, I, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. She's having miscarriages, but she also aborted a couple of, of pregnancies as well. So she must have been trying to have kids. But that's got to be fucking rough. 1950s abortions. <laughs> fucking hell. What's that? A fucking bottle of gin and a fucking kick to the cunt or something. 
a bottle of gin and a fucking scaffold pole shoved up and <laughs> pumps to the end. Yeah, just a pump pump stuck on the end. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. She, uh, <laughs> she's, yeah, it's like a pond pump, right? And then at the bottom of it, it's like um, like a uh, ch- wood chipper. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a, the abortion bot 2000 the abortion bot 2000 <laughs> I can see what it looks like now it's a pump pump with a uh, with a scaffold bar and a wood chipper on the, <laughs> the end <laughs> oh dear me <laughs> Inst- instant uh, dis- uh, disposal yeah that's it yeah <laughs> don't pay for getting rid of the body oh dear me Oh, I'm sorry, girls. I'm sorry. <laughs> she that actually was pretty bad, sorry. She, she had... Um, <laughs> nah, everything's fair game, mate. <laughs> she had plastic surgery as well, mm-hmm. which um, it's not as like... It's not as obvious as it is these days. People... If you're fucking tampering with your face these days, you look weird. Like, fucking people look mm. strange. I, I, I reckon every plastic surgeon, right, has one picture... Because <laughs> yeah. they all look the same. Yeah, if they, if, yeah no, it's true, though. I reckon they all aspire to... I don't know who it is or what sex doll it is they've got a picture on the <laughs> wall. Of. There's just a sex doll on the wall or something because they all end up looking the same. After they've had about four surgeries, they all look the same. Yeah, he's good at one thing, so he just keeps doing just it. Get, just print this out and send this to every plastic surgeon. We're all going to make a load of money doing this. Yeah, Just yeah. copy this picture. No other picture, just this one. Don't ask questions, just do just it. Just do it. You'll make loads. Everyone's going to start looking the same. She actually had surgery on her chin. She had um, cow cartilage injected into her to like, give it more definition. And also, she was like kind of like a pioneer in the tit world. And she had um, she had a tits injected with silicon, not not bags in- of silicon, injected with it, syringes filled with free flowing liquid silicon, injected into her boobs. That must have fucking hell. Mate, fucked her up, man. That's the same. I imagine that that's got to fuck her up. Her tits were wrecked at the end. I mean, we'll we'll talk about the autopsy and stuff next week. But apparently, they were like massive, swollen, pustulous <laughs> abominations of tits. That would, it? That would poison her and stuff. Yeah, big time. Yeah, and that's also one of the theories of why she, if she killed herself, that she did it because of you know her tits were hurting. Her body was fucked. Apparently, well, it didn't surprise me. She's off her tits all the time, and she's injecting silicon into the tits. Yeah, and like it's not going to stay there, though, is it? Injecting cow fucking cartilage into your face. It's not going to help. What kind of doctor? Ladies, do not have plastic surgery. No, but you are, Blokes mate. don't have plastic surgery. Let's because yeah. it, with plastic surgery, right, I've got like a little common theory, right? Okay, there's a few of them which haven't. But a lot of them have heart attacks. Uh, do they? Yeah, if, they have a, if they're constantly going in for surgery and stuff, I've, I've noticed that they end up having heart attacks. Yeah. Yeah, it's well. like your body's going, I can't do this anymore. And they just like after a while they just fucking have a heart attacks. Hmm. Stress. That's my theory anyway. Wow. A heart attack, um, plastic surgeon theory. She was. I mean, putting shit in your body's not. That's not meant to be there. It cannot be good. You know what I mean? Hmm. But anyway, yeah. Back to old uh, big bad Maz. She was like during her, ma- her marriage with with Arthur Miller, and towards the end of it, she was becoming increasingly unstable. She was abusing prescription drugs, barbiturates, sleeping pills mainly. And she'd tell friends what she'd do is she'd cane a load of pit, like sleeping pills and wait for, wait for the effects to kick in, like feeling ultra drowsy. And then she'd, that's where the game started. She'd try and combat the sleep. And it kind of like, she really enjoyed it. It like tricked her. She walked around f- and her brain thought that she was asleep, but she was awake. That's where she was getting this weird, she loved it apparently. It's like a weird like game, like hit yeah, thing. Yeah. Like, this should be making me sleep, but I'm going to fucking fight it and see if I yeah. can outdo it. Sort until, of until half my brain shut off, and then I'm going to wander around like a zombie. Die. Yeah. You know what I mean? She actually staged a few suicide attempts when she was married to, to Miller, and her general health was in 
like proper decline. Like sleeping pills, like barbiturates and booze are not a good combination. No. Especially in the amount and quantities that she was having because the risk of falling asleep and puking up is fucking it's mega. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Especially when you take the shit that she did. Yeah, yeah. If it's like hardcore shit as well, yeah. Yeah. Her last two films were not successful at all. Let's Make Love was the title of the of one of them. That was really Highly appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> like 1960, that was a flop, complete flop. And her final film, The Misfits, which was released um, a year before her death in 1961, was, was equally as bad. Uh, it was terrible. She was drinking, taking drugs, erratic. She was late on set all the time, costing shitloads of like production cost, cat, um, value of money because, drop, because like she's not turning up and there's sets ready built for her. You know what I mean? Mm. And she's like, nah, fuck it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that film, The Misfits, was written by her husband. <laughs> right, okay. So she's essentially working for her husband, and she's just like... Fucking f- it up. Yeah, yeah, like proper, proper bad. And it was a big factor in their in their breakup. Uh, he, was, he blamed her for its failure, basically. She was crap at remembering lines at this point, and I can't see how this is possible, but apparently it took... What, how many she's had, do you mean? How many lines she's had? <laughs> yeah, she's having... Oh, I think I've had 12, 13. <laughs> <laughs> it, it took 60 takes for her to say, it's me, sugar. It's me, sugar. That's how See, fucked up she was. How sexy was that, everyone? It's me, sugar. It's, it's me, sugar. Yeah. In Some Like It Hot, she would regularly cry on set, she'd smash shit up, and she'd act like a child, and, and, and you know, trying to get whatever she wanted. Uh, Miller said that he was extremely embarrassed of her in public, and she was becoming a wreck. You know, he's much more calm and keeping his shit together, and she was caning it proper. I mean, we're not talking about having... We're not talking about like just enjoying yourself. Tonics, yeah, yeah. We're talking about next-level prescription drug abuse c- combined with, like... Cases of champagne. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's it's, it's like she completely changed when she became Marilyn, the mm. film star. Like on set, she was, she apparently she was acting really like you see her on film in films. Like the the, the basic clips that I've seen. I'm, like I said, I'm not watching any of films. I'm not gonna. That's, I mean, I watch clips just for the purpose of this. But she was very childlike on screen, yet very sexually suggestive. Mm. And and I read into that, and that's and that's. A, Apparently, a clear indication of, of child abuse, you know, acting like a child in a sexy way. And it, it you know, mm. it makes sense, doesn't it? I suppose, yeah. When you look at what happened to her in her life. Yeah. Some. Oh, just, just, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that clip I saw of her drinking the champagne, um, doing the. Uh, she was like, it was a scene, but it wouldn't surprise me, like you're saying, if she's just off her tits through all of that, and it probably w- would have been real champagne, definitely. You could tell, even in black and oh, white, yeah. you could tell, but like, but you're just thinking, and she was like necking it and then pouring it on, necking it, and it was part of the, the, the scene, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But still, it was, it's, if she's doing that a bit behind the scenes as well, fucking hell, you know what I mean? Well, she was... Destruction. That, she was like that, um, becoming that erratic, like... It, it, there's a, a read in, on one article about a guy who turned up to interview her, and uh, she he knocked on a I think it was a hotel door. She opened the door completely fucking naked, holding a hairbrush, and um, when when the geezer's sitting down to interview him, she just she started brushing her pubes in front of him, just fucking giving the old motter brush. You know what I mean? Well, you know, the every fuck? mot needs a brush every once yeah, in a while. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, these uh, and sometimes you just gotta do it when it's when you can, and if you ain't got much time, and that's the only time you can do it, you've got to do it. Yeah. yeah. She's a busy girl. She had keep an, that mop tidy. She had an incredibly bushy beaver. She <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, she divorced Miller <laughs> in 1961. Now, yeah. I think she was changing partners so much through fear of abandonment. I think she was jumping ship because she was scared that it was going to go wrong. It, she was going on her terms, you know what I mean? Okay. But all it was doing was making her more lonely, and it was just fucking her up even more. Of course it is, because it's n- no stability there either. Exactly. You know I mean? she's, compl- she's doing everything completely backwards. So after her marriage ended, she was in a really fragile state, and this is where it gets... This is the, sort of the beginning of the end now for her. Um, she was admitted to psychiatric care. She was put in mental hospitals. She had a nervous breakdown. She's obviously addicted to drugs, big style. She was bipolar, felt inadequate, couldn't sleep even though she was battering pills. She had bad health. A, a gallbladder was removed. Um, and she was just in a, a completely downward spiral. What, what is a gallbladder? I hear this all the time, right? But I don't... To me, is it like a really small thing? Is it... Um, I don't know exactly what it does in your body, but I'm not sure if it's something like it's it's you don't need it because you can live without it. Yeah, it might be something that helps like fucking cavemen digest. Is it something to do with shit or something like that? You know what I mean? Is it? I don't know. I just seem to. I hear it not a lot, but I do hear it, and I think what you know. I think what what is a gallbladder? You know what I mean? Is it like a a shit thing? Is it a piss thing is it anything to do with that is it to do with food i don't know no but apparently it's uh it's it's basically a small pouch that I, so i was right it's like a small thing yeah, yeah. it stores bile um and, it, and, and fluids that help the liver break down fatty foods oh, so it is good for you then to keep it yeah uh, to be honest i i think i think my my theory of you know when with tonsils and fucking um you know when people say they're um what do they call it um um Appendix. Appendix explode. Mm. So, okay, fine. If it explodes, get it out. But they have them out and all that. Um, tonsils out and all that. You don't need them out. Mm. Don't take your tonsils out. It's there for a reason. Well, Even if they go, oh, it's, you know, it doesn't do that much. It's there for a reason. Yeah. Gallbladder's there for a reason. Your eyes are there for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, something on the news the other day. And this, I mean, slightly off topic. But the NHS are trying to stop taking tonsils out because apparently it's quite dangerous and there's not really any fucking need. There, there isn't. And... and all it does is stops people getting tonsillitis once a year, basically. That's how I see it. Mm. But at the end of the day, tonsillitis lasts a few weeks, and it's got to be there for a reason. It's like it's like having your hand cut off. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And going, you're right now. Yeah, Which you might be, but it's still, some you're still not going to help, is it? No, your body hasn't spent hundreds of thousands of millions of years evolving organs that it doesn't need. Yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. So everything, no matter what it is, if it doesn't, if it looks useless to science, it's doing something. Hence why it's there. Yeah. Keep it there. Yeah, so don't don't take it out. But obviously, we'll go back to Marilyn. Now she's <laughs> she's nuts, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's in mental institutions. She was terrified of of losing her mind, like her mother did. She's mm. obviously aware of where I she think is. She's already lost it, but yeah, and she's she's realizing it's. She, well, she said she started to realize it's already happening, but in all honesty, she she's too late. Had it since birth, mate. Mm. She's had it such a bad way. She, she's been off the fucking rails for a long time so after a, a short stay in a mental care facility where she she actually admitted to self-harming when she was in there mm. um, you know, the public believed she was okay like fully recuperated and back to health but she wasn't and she should have really been taken in by someone close to her and looked after nope uh, she uh, <laughs> nope she was straight back out onto the uh, into the, the hardcore scene mm. Mate, when she was in mental care they put her in a padded room and people would Walk up and peer in because I knew Marilyn Monroe was in there. Like, look oh, in. She said, I felt like an animal. F- that's freaky, that is. It's not nice, is it? No. 
That's exactly what she needs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looks at like an animal at the zoo, yeah. So in, in the latter part of 1961, so we're getting closer to the death now, she was missing out on film roles because she was sick, in inverted commas. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when you hear of a film star that says they're sick, it just means they're in rehab. Yeah. <laughs> they're fucked yeah. up. Um, it's like really sad, mate. You've got to love the American rehabs, though. Especially these days. I think they're a bit over the top now. People I go think to rehab. There are people who deserve and need to go in rehab, you know what I mean? Desperately. Um, but it seems to be now, if if a film star goes out, right, and gets fucking hammered, I mean, shit-faced, and does a bit of coke, right, and they get months. caught, and they get caught, right, they have to go to rehab for about two or three weeks. Yeah. And I'm afraid everyone sort of has sessions every once in a while because they have to. Yeah. Get it all out, you know I'm what I mean? I'm, I'm sessioning this weekend. I was exactly. sessioning last night. I'm going to be sessioning in about an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah. Rehab's okay. for quitters. Yeah. Fuckers. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's really sad though, mate, because she's alone again now. Mm. But not for long, because after coming out of the the uh, the crazy asylum, she started to date Big Bad Frank Sinatra. Oh, right, okay. And became good friends with Dean Martin, Sammy Davis Jr., but basically the Rat Pack boys. Yeah. And they were party animals. Yeah. They were caners, man. So that, that really helped to them. Yeah, that's not what she needed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, th- and this is where it gets it gets shady. I'm just going to say what it what they were and how they operated for the purpose of... Not necessarily... It's not like I'm trying to load how she might have died, but these are the people that she was hanging around with in the months before her death. So the Rat Pack had connections with the Mafia. Big, mm-hmm. big connections. Definitely. They basically worked for them or well, or used by that's them. What they, that's what they said with Frank Sinatra. They they basically looked after him big time um, because he was kind of their way of getting into connections of the entertainment and big people and doing business. Yeah. So they basically paid him shitloads of money just to just so they could they could be there sort of thing yeah and he was a bit of a fucking lunatic himself like of course he was yeah, man, so, yeah so he was all game for it you know yeah. what i mean so i reckon he was pop, um, one of the high up leaders as well don't they because of it as well well he was really good friends with uh, sam giacana i believe his name uh, he was one of chicago's top mafia bosses not cool so this like i say this is not the murky bits and she's involved in people and involved in shit she had no real business <laughs> You know, being around mm. in an unstable state of mind, they it seems they were using her, but she didn't realise. Sinatra gave Monroe a dog, right? And, mm. and um, she named it Maff, short for Mafia Baby. So I think that, she, she, I don't think she appreciated. It was all fun and games, but, yeah. it, but it wasn't really. No. The mob used Sinatra to gain influence over the Kennedys because like, he was like their in-between go-to type messenger dude between the two because the mob yeah, just yeah. couldn't go up to Kennedy. <laughs> yeah, because they'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the Rat Pack were performing in clubs owned by the mob and they were hoovering in massive amounts of cash through ticket sales, which was funneled into the political realm via the mob. Right. They basically worked for them all the time, and now Ma- Marilyn was partying with these people. Now, th- interestingly, the Rat Pack played at a lot of JFK's campaign rallies before he was, when he was like a senator with aspiring White House hopes. They actually briefly called the Rat Pack the Jack Pack, literally naming it after John Fitzgerald Jack Kennedy, because mm-hmm. Jack is a common nickname for, for John. So JFK and his family were quite happily using the Rat Pack and the Mafia 
to fundraise money for his White House run and gain voters through mm. yeah. through Sinatra for his political charge. Everybody loves Sinatra. Yeah. He's got eighty thousand people in an audience. He's a charmer. He's a great voice. Yeah. And if he's saying JFK is cool, wow, he must be vote, cool. Vote for him. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> and and the, basically, the mafia used the Rat Pack to help get him in, into. Oh, in a sense, yeah. they kind of help bankroll mm. the fucking the president, which is. It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And because of Monroe's mad fame, she was the biggest, world's biggest sex symbol and female film star. The public adored her. The mob used Marilyn to get to the president. Now, this is what it seems to me, okay? What are the mob doing with Marilyn Monroe and JFK? Yeah, yeah. It seems that, yeah, the mob and JFK, yeah, I can understand the connection there, but what is Marilyn doing in the middle of that? You know what I mean? Just a vulnerable girl being picked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She obviously had the attention of powerful people, as mm-hmm. we've, we've we've already discussed that. Uh, you know, now she's got the attention of the, the Kennedys, uh, and the mafia used it to their advantage. Yeah. They knew, they knew a hundred percent that JFK fucked around like a madman, uh, and he absolutely, absolutely would fuck Marilyn, given half the chance. Yeah, it's uh, he. It's it's kind of like a bit of a trap in a way. Like that, they kind of, if he fucked her. They'd know about it, and now they had shit on him. Yeah, so they got yeah, so they can fucking do him. Yeah, yeah. If, and, and um, if they if he they can do him if he does them. If they thing. need to, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They've got like a they've got like a one in the in the chamber ready, so yeah, to yeah. speak. Yeah, yeah. But JFK was a fucking he was shagging everything. He said he had to have sex every day because of bad headaches. He'd just get really bad headaches. Skills, dude. Good excuse. Yeah. I might try that. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Skills. I've got a headache. Get on me. <laughs> yeah, but it didn't work out as planned, as, as we all know what yeah. happened. Um, the mob actually contemplated killing members of the Rat Pack because they couldn't influence the Kennedys as much as, as they wanted them to. They said they were going to cut the eyes out of some of the members. Now, you got to remember, when JFK got into the White House, he turned on the mob. Yeah, yeah. And he wanted to destroy them. Now, that is not a fucking clever move. It Especially all as, he, as they helped him. Yes, that's what I mean. Yeah. They felt used. He was very public about it. It's probably not a clever thing to say because he, he definitely didn't object to them in his early days and used their cash to further his reach and power. And after getting into the office, he I think he truly realised how much power... I mean, he had his... He had nuclear weapons. Yeah. So I think he thought, nah, fuck them up. They're, they're small time compared to me. And shortly after... His head exploded. Strange, that, isn't it? It's a bit of a coincidence, isn't it? Yeah, but we've all heard of that disease. Yeah. Head just randomly exploding head syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> your head just pops. <laughs> you tend to lean forward and hold your chest and your arm first, and then your head just explodes. Yeah. That's what happens. I've seen it plenty of times. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, It's not slightly off topic, this, but because this is sort of after Marilyn's death, but the mob would... Because tr- obviously Kennedy turned on the mob. And they were trying to use Sinatra as a go-between to get the JFK and the Kennedys to leave them alone when they turned the heat on them. Mm. But Kennedy wasn't having it because this is organised crime. Shitloads of cash and power at, were like at stake. The Kennedys were like, nah, we're not having this anymore. They knew what money and power led to because they got to the fucking White House using gangster cash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, the, and then Kennedy set the FBI on everybody. They were investigating the mafia. They were everybody at the Kennedys' request. Now, um, this is where we go back to, to, to Marilyn. She, I say allegedly, had an affair with uh, President Kennedy and his brother Robert Kennedy as well, like a strange, weird little love triangle. She claimed that they did fuck only once, though. But we'll never know for sure. But JFK was 
definitely shagging women behind his wife's back. His missus, Jackie, even said to him, look, don't do it in public. Don't embarrass our family with that woman. Like, men were cunts back then. Yeah. Marilyn was starting to call the White House, telling Jackie, because like, she's Marilyn Monroe. She can call up and say, let me speak to Jackie because yeah, yeah. I'm mates with... So they'd put her straight through, and she was saying, listen, man, your husband, the, the president, JFK, is going to leave you and marry me, and I'm going to become the first lady. You're getting a bit fucking trappy, yeah, Marilyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting a bit trappy. You can't always get what you want, like mm. song says. Yeah, yeah. Now, the public may have suspected an affair with the president, but after she performed at his birthday party, it was obvious that there was more than just a passing connection. And this, yeah, it's obviously the famous happy birthday, Mr. Yeah, President. Yeah, yeah. This was on the 19th of May, 1962, when she sang happy birthday, Mr. President, very, very suggestively. She, I think she probably went a little bit too far with the sexiness. <laughs> Do you think so? Because she was out of a fucking <laughs> yeah, mind. Yeah, I know. You can tell. Have you seen the video? <laughs> yeah. She's fucking, she doesn't even look like she's on that, on this planet, does no, she? It was three months before her death. Yeah. I think she was running around thinking, oh, I'm a biscuit. She yeah, didn't know yeah. what the fuck she was. <laughs> so interestingly... She was introduced on stage by Peter Lawford, and Peter Lawford was JFK's brother-in-law. And when he in- introduced her, he said something along the lines of, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage the late Marilyn Monroe. <laughs> the late? Is that what he said? Yeah. Yeah. The late Marilyn Monroe. What Was that a dig at her because she was always fucking late? But as we'll, you'll see next week, Peter Lawford was in Marilyn Monroe's house the night she died, after she was dead and before the police turned up. And he took a diary, apparently. Anyway, so she's too ill to work at this point when she's singing for the president. That's what she's telling everybody. Mm. But made an, ex- an exception to attend this event in New York. Now, this pissed her bosses off at 20th Century Fox because she's too ill to shoot films. Yeah, but she can go and entertain the president, yeah. But she's caning it with the mafia and the president. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. What the fuck's going on here? And to make matters worse, 20th Century Fox were like, fuck this. We're going to fire. So they just booted her off for not turning up to set. They said that she was faking illness, but she was like, no, no, no. I'm, re- I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm poorly. I'm really poorly. You know what I mean, man? The films that she was involved with were falling behind schedule and costing shit loads of cash. They, 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 fi- they um, fired her and sued her for $750,000 in 1960s money. That's fucking shit loads. That's, that's boatloads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, no, you're just a junkie. You're a junkie and you're hanging out with the wrong people. Yeah, you you're don't, fucking you it all up. Off yeah. you go. So let's just touch back on the mafia with connection with Monroe. Just, uh, again, final time. It's entirely possible and probable that, that Monroe was hooking up with uh, for some ramrod action with big uh, Sam Giacana, the head mafia dude. Now, she was rumoured, she actually told people that she was in love with him and apparently spent part of her last day alive with him. He was allegedly telling her not to go public with information that she had on JFK. Now, what was going on is she'd been ringing up the office, uh, the White House, saying that JFK is going to leave you Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be the first lady. Because she, I don't know whether she was besotted, but she took this one potential sexual relation too far. I think... And it, it, you can find information that said that JFK had said something along the lines he was going to leave 
his missus and go with her. To Marilyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, these mafia dude, the one he met her the day before she died, was saying, because she was saying, look, he's not going to do it. If he doesn't leave her and come with me, I'm going to fucking tell the ho- everybody about what the relationship between me and the president really yeah, was. Because they, they hate each other at this point, and the mafia and the president as well. No, so. he, he was saying, that no, no, they didn't at this point, because the, the mob was saying, don't go public oh, it, okay, okay. with that information. Yeah, right, okay. They were saying, please do not, trap off about the president saying that shit why was he telling her that well because it would potentially destroy jfk's presidency and by proxy the mafia would lose their man in charge Mm -hmm. it was all everything was at stake mate it was like all the dodgy dealings would come out it was much easier when you think about it for the mob just to to get rid of one president than it would be for the president to get rid of the mob you know jfk's one dude the mafia are many dudes spread out. That's why they're called the fucking mob. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's it is it is shady. I mean, when you look at what happened to JFK, and he turned his back on the mob. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it, if they've got him into power, they've still got the power, really. Yeah. It's just like the. I always say this with presidencies, and um, that basically they're kind of just the face. They're not the ones behind the scenes doing the work. Mm. They're just the face. You know what I mean? Simple as. There's going to be p- advisors who have always been there. Yeah, yeah. So, you know what I mean? I don't think like Marilyn didn't fully appreciate potentially what kind of situation is she was in because like fuck me, man. If the mafia, the head mafia boss, is talking to you saying don't go public with this information that you have about your sexual relations with the president. I think you should listen to what they're saying because yes, that's the head, mafia, head of the mafia, and the president. Yeah, and yeah. you're the in between. Yeah, you're like the yeah, you're like the middle person who who is not really needed. Yeah, it sounds yeah. You know, you can put that in business terms. You're the middleman that's not really needed. You're just there to make a quick buck. Yeah, she was like a, a pawn in a mad game of chess, yeah, basically. Yeah. She knew she definitely dated like mafia bosses, mega stars. Having one night stands along the way, shagging the prisoner and his brother. I think Stormy Daniels should shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Because these people are powerful. Yeah. So in the final months of her life, it, it sort of continued on like this: pills, booze, affairs, not working, feeling lonely. You know, being being used as a sex object, uh, being used for connections, getting shit on people, not feeling like a real person. She was incredibly depressed and spun out with nobody to turn to mm-hmm. in a world which she really didn't fully understand now because she's not in the, f- she's sort of not l- kicking about in Hollywood. She's playing she's in organized yeah, crime. She, yeah, she's <laughs> yeah, she's in a different world now. She's in yeah, like, yeah, like you say, in a yeah. shady world. And now she's threatening to spill the beans on the mob's main man, which would have potentially brought everything crashing down in the White House. Yeah. It's heavy shit. And the day after she met him, she uh, she died. You know what I mean? It makes you think, doesn't it? As he sat down and talked to her, and she's... Well, not... She might have gone, yeah, okay, I won't say anything, but the mafia man might be looking at her going, look at yourself, love. Yeah. You're going to say something? I can't trust I'm it. I'm sorry. Well, obviously he didn't say it to her, but it's just as soon as he's had his go um, on the last day, he's just gone. She ain't gonna. She's gonna blab at some point. Sorry, lads, Papa. Yeah. Well, we'll get onto the discovery of her body and some of the theories next week. But um, it, yeah, that that kind of it was interesting. Like death by suicide. That's what it's kind of. But it's very important to remember that she was kicking about with top mafia dudes and the president. Yeah. yeah. And and like. He ended up dead. Yeah. She ended up dead. Bobby Kennedy ended up dead. 
You know what I mean? Lots yeah. of people died in odd ways. Yeah. And I suppose with Marilyn, they couldn't just go and shoot her because there'd be an investigation into it. So they had to make it look like she'd done it herself. Which is um, easy when she's a juggie. Yeah. Make it look like she's done it herself, just so it doesn't... Because if, if she got shot or something, it linked to the mafia, and then it's linked... And then the mafia go, well, it's, that's linked with Kennedy and all that. And then, like you say, it's all fucked again. So they have to make it look like she's done it. Yeah. So they've obviously... If, if that theory is true, they would have said, look... This is what we're gonna have to do. She's gonna have to look like she's done it. Well, yeah. you know, lads just go in, pill her up or whatever, and then yeah, well, we'll, we'll get and, yeah, we'll you know get I mean? we'll get onto it uh, how it potentially occurred and like the inconsistencies in in um, autopsy details, uh, people breaking into that. You know, the diary that she wrote everything down in about her relationship with the president, mm-hmm. Peter Lawford, the president's brother-in-law, broke into her house. Oh, no, I didn't break into a house. When she was dead, he gained access. How he knew that she was dead, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss d- this next didn't. week. He didn't? He uh, smashed I, I open a firing, filing cabinet and took the diary that contained all the information so nothing could ever be out and nobody knows where that diary is. Mm. So you've got a dead Marilyn, you've got fucking mafia bosses, you've got a president with everything on the line. Yeah, he's going to be fun next week. Yeah, it's... Um yeah, this because I, I I listened to, I listened to watched a few things and I watched the one on the conspiracies of of the murder and, and uh, of her death. Sorry, um, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah uh, uh, and um, there's some interesting things like you say. I mean, first of all, if if he w- broke in because she wasn't answering the phone, yeah. right? Why would you break into the cabinet? You wouldn't go, oh, Marilyn's dead. Anyway, let's break into the cabinet first. It's that fucking book Yeah, she was and trapping and off. Then go, and then go, oh, yeah, she's dead. That broad is not being quiet. Yeah. We need to silence her. Mm. Yeah. So there we go then. Uh, that's hopefully hopefully sort of set up where we're going to sort of take off from next week. Yeah. We'll do a bit, re- bit of a recap, and then next week we'll go into how she was found and the uh, uh, inconsistencies in her autopsy, let's we just say. We love a cliffhanger, yes. don't we? Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. If you want to buy a T-shirt, you know what to do. If yeah. you want to give us all the money that you've got in the world and make us not have to go to work ever again. And just do this every day instead of every week. Yeah, feel free to do that. Yeah. And uh, you're all legends. Yeah, yeah. Um, Robotsforeyes at gmail.co.uk. No, dot com. <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell, I'm still learning. Um, <laughs> get us all on Google. Just type us in Google. Yeah. It'll come up everywhere. It's just easier. You can figure it out, people. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you're all computer lit- literate, unlike me. <laughs> so, so See you all next week. See you later, everyone. <laughs>